0: So much wine last night, my tonsils are starting to float. I think somebody must have held my nose and poured it down my throat. It may be the lack of sleep That makes me feel like I'm dying. Or it
1: Of a fork on the road I am travel guru Mark DiCarlo And to my left Is the lovely And talented And cranky Because it's the middle of winter Traveling diva Yenny Alvarez
2: You had to say cranky It's not the middle of winter Winter We're getting out of winter
1: I know But you've been cranky And I think it's because uh, The sun isn't shining
2: Maybe Thankfully we're not in Seattle
1: No, the sun never shines there. Unless you're living at Brian Miller's house.
2: (laughs) Nobody's going to get that joke.
1: Brian Miller will get that joke. Uh, Thanks for joining us again this week. We have a great show lined up for you. It's festival season finally. Things are finally coming back to the warm weather. We are going to be talking about a bunch of events uh, this episode. This weekend, the first ever Cab Fest up in the Napa Valley, we're going to be talking to someone... And Cab,
2: I mean Cabernet, not Cab as in a taxi.
1: No, that would be a horrible festival to go to. Can you imagine? Just a bunch of people screaming and yelling, and giving you the bird, honking <laughs> the horn, and trying to hit you when you get off the curb. It'll be like Cab Olympics. If you could no. get across the street without getting tagged by a yellow cab, you win the prize.
2: No, it's the good Cab Festival. It's Cabernet.
1: It's Cab Fest uh, NV. We're going to be talking to someone from there. We also are going to be talking to Tony Marchese from the Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival. We're going to be out there in Palm Desert the 21st to the 23rd of March doing a remote broadcast from the festival. I'm going to be hosting stages with chefs from all over the country. The Beekman Boys, the Hardy Boys, Chef Choi, uh, everybody. A big, huge event in Palm Desert. We're going to be talking Mm -hmm. about that. And we also have a great travel gadget to talk about.
2: Yes. We are going to be talking to Jake Zion, um, he invented this incredible little travel gadget.
1: It's something that you need when you travel. It's it's a power strip that is malleable and moldable and it, it keeps you from swearing late at night in your hotel room when you're trying to connect.
2: It keeps you from swearing. I'm sleeping in my well, hotel room late at night. they always put
1: the outlets in the middle of nowhere. They're either in the bathroom or they're behind this 400 pound desk and you can't get to them. Do they not know that everybody that's coming to the hotel room has at least a phone and a computer to plug in?
2: Well now they do. Well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they still true. don't it. If it remodel. was the 1800s, I could no, see why. But now you mean.
2: get a lamp with like two different, uh, two different plugs. Right. But then you hog all the plugs. And an
1: AM/FM radio that no one ever uses because the sound sounds like shit, and you can't plug your uh, iPad or your uh, iPhone into it to get music. It's a worthless piece of junk. The time is always flashing 12 o'clock. <laughs> it's not even useful as an alarm clock.
2: You're a complainer. I just,
1: I travel so much. I've never used the alarm clock. I use everything. I use the alarm alarm clock. Yeah.
2: I use the alarm clock and I use my phone. You never use the alarm clock. Yes,
1: I do. Because it takes you 20 minutes to figure out how to use it. (laughs) Anyway, the bottom line is. I'm
2: old school. I know how to use it.
1: (laughs) This guy, Jake Zion, has come up with a great invention. uh, And he partnered with a company called Quirky. And we're going to be talking to Jake. That helps
2: inventors that you should also know about. Because if you have this great idea, you can go in and. Right. Make this it is happen.
1: A great travel gadget. It's called He Made It Happen Pivot Power. We'll be talking to him later on. A great lineup for you today on the show. If you're trying to reach us, you can always find us
2: on Twitter at Mark De Carlo and at Traveling Diva. Mm-hmm. Or you can find us on a fork on the road show dot com. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, you can call Side our phone box,
1: which is 424 two. Two five oh fork. 424-250-FORK. You can leave us messages. Tell us what you want us to talk about. If you need help planning a vacation or an event or something, we'd love to get involved with that. Check us
2: out so that we can uh, guide you to the best festivals to go to this summer.
1: And if you want to follow us, if you need a copy of my book, you can go to markdecarlo.com. You can get uh, great deals on the book that are signed by me. And also some of our travel partners Mm -hmm. get great deals on travel. All of that brought to you by the Fork on the Road Show universe could be a multiverse. The physicists are not sure yet, but we're pretty sure it's at least a universe.
2: And of course, Mark DeCarlo would be the sun because he thinks everything revolves around
3: him.
1: Lisa Adams-Walter, thanks for joining us on A Fork on the Road.
3: Hi, Lisa. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: So you're working a great event this weekend, Cab Fest, Napa Valley. Is this like taxi drivers from all over the world come to Napa (laughs) Valley, get drunk, and then just drive around?
3: Wouldn't that be funny? Oh, it would be awesome. (laughs) No, it's not actually. Get out
1: of my way!
3: (laughs) Although it is a good idea to take a cab when you're in the Napa Valley.
1: Yes. I would imagine so.
3: Yes. So tell us about this fabulous event and what a great job you have of promoting this event. I am so fortunate. I have the best job in the world. I get to promote... All sorts of things in wine, food, and the arts. And this is a stellar event. It's the first ever Cab Fest Envy, and it's a three-day celebration of Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. And interestingly, Cabernet Sauvignon has never had a festival of its own. So this is a really what? it's always preloaded
1: <laughs> on other festivals? That's not right.
3: It's crazy. Zinfandel has a festival and Pinot Noir has several festivals, but you Pinot Noir Festival, Festival. Festival,
1: those are the funky ones. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're like all-night ragers. And the Chardonnay festivals?
2: Mm, not as much, much fun. Much. <laughs>
3: no. Right. So anyhow, we finally got it together. And this is event is amazing because it's not just wine. It's entertainment, personalities, music. Everything from classical to rock. We have Jeff Bridges and the Abiders opening up and kicking off the event on Friday night. That's the main dude. That's just the beginning.
1: Wow. So this is happening in Napa Valley this weekend, right? What are the dates?
3: This weekend, Friday, February 28th through Sunday, March 2nd. And it's all taking place at the Napa Valley Performing Arts Center Lincoln Theater, which is in Yonville. So
1: it's inside or outside?
3: Inside. It's Away all inside. From, uh, wandering eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, is it wine tasting and food tasting and uh, music all in the same location? Do you have
2: chefs? Are you preparing little?
3: Uh, delicious morsels that you can pair with the wine there are going to be an amazing array of wines from more than 100 napa valley wineries Um, the tastings cover two days and there will be different wineries participating each day on saturday and sunday and yes there will be wine and you won't believe it but we have pardon me food you won't believe it we have food that's being prepared by chef cindy paulson of mustard's grill and cindy's backstreet kitchen in saint helena Hmm. Wow. That sounds delicious. Well, what a great three days. Well,
1: people know, I think, Napa Valley for the wines, but when you have such great wines in an area, there's always great restaurants that kind of pop up around it, correct?
3: That, Yeah, absolutely. There's, there are so many restaurants here. It's a destination for food and for wine, and now also for entertainment.
1: And how do people get there? If you, if you were going to fly into the country, do you fly into Oakland and drive, or is there a major airport closer?
3: The, no, the, actually the airports that are the most convenient to the Napa Valley are Oakland, San Francisco, and Sacramento.
1: And which is the closest?
3: They're all about the same, really, just depending on the, the time you know, the time of day with traffic. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it depends on where they're flying from as to which airport they would want to come into, where they could get the best connection. They're all very convenient to the Napa Valley.
1: And are these all-day festival or night festivals? What are the hours?
3: Well, on Friday, um, the event begins with the kickoff concert with Jeff Bridges and the Abiders, and there will be wine and food at that event as well. Um, Jeff is, his opening act is actually his daughter, Jessie Bridges, so that's going to be kind of fun. And then afterward, there's a VIP party with cigars and um, guitars There are going to be a huge collection of awesome guitars that are very rare that will be on display at this VIP after party. And then all day Saturday and Sunday, beginning Saturday morning until the close at about five o'clock each day, is the Grand Tasting, and the, and like I said, there'll be different wineries each day, so there's something different. And concurrent with the tastings are some keynote presentations and sessions that people can attend to learn more about wine, but they're really fun and upbeat. Um, Karen McNeil, who is an author and wine expert, she wrote The Wine Bible, is our keynote presenter. And she's also going to be doing some really interesting and fun, think late night TV sessions mm-hmm. where she has wine personalities on the couch and she's going to be asking them really fun personal questions. Wine personality. So, and yeah. she
1: wrote The Wine Bible. I know the guy that wrote The Wine Koran. <laughs> I wonder if they know each other.
3: Well maybe we can get him here next year. He's actually
1: <laughs> driving a cab up in Napa <laughs> oh, Valley. Oh.
2: No.
3: Ah, he would be perfect.
2: called
1: the Kabbalah. <laughs> yeah, he brought the Kabbalah too. Well, it sounds like a fantastic event. And this is the first one of its kind, right? The first Cabernet Sauvignon only festival.
3: Yes. The first of its kind and the first that's ever happened. This is the first year.
1: So if you're anywhere but Northern California, I know there's big storms all over the Midwest. We were just talking to people in Chicago earlier. They got more snow. It's 40 below. If you're looking for a great weekend getaway...
2: a great three-day weekend music food fantastic wine
1: you're hammered by noon and then you just enjoy the uh, the wine and the food and Jeff Bridges what a great weekend
3: cab it to the cab yeah we'll take a cab (laughs) take a cab to the cab
1: well great thank you so much Lisa is there a website where people can go and get tickets and find out uh, more information on maybe hotels in the area and things like that
3: absolutely go to www.lincoln.com theater.org and that's L-I-N-C-O-L-N-T-H-E-A-T-E-R.org, and there's a Cab Fest tab at the top of the page. Um, or people can call 707-944-9900. Okay.
1: Usually when you see the words Lincoln and theater in the same sentence, oh. it's a sad story. But this <laughs> is going to be a happy story because it's the first ever Cab Fest uh, Napa Valley. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. We, we really appreciate it. We wish
2: you the it. best and Thank uh, hopefully you. we can see you at the
3: second Cab Fest. Or, I hope and,
1: so. I'm sure you do other festivals throughout the year. Right. What else do you have coming up after this?
3: Uh, well, you know, we actually have a really fun event coming up in May called Word for Word and it's all about literature and art and entertainment that will connect at the theater and um, our special guest performer for that event is John Lithgow. So oh, that's wow. something to look forward to in May. It's going to be really an that's amazing. event. That's going to be event. interesting. No wine? Oh, there's always wine. Oh, he's a big
1: John Lithgow is a huge whiner. All he does oh, is complain. It's, <laughs> it's, have, it's, it,
3: it sounds, in, you know, it sounds a little odd that the um, Cabfest NV is taking place inside a theater, but we have an enormous lobby, and if um, your listeners visit the website, they'll see the grand foyer, and it's a beautiful place for an event, and that's why we can do something like this at a performing arts center.
1: Great. Well it sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, Lisa, and have a great time this weekend, the twenty eighth of February through the second of March, at the
2: Lincoln Theater in at, Napa Valley
3: for right. the Cab Fest.
1: Cab Fest Wish NV. we were
3: there. No. Send kidding. us photos. Okay, we'll do. Thank you so <laughs> Thanks, much. Lisa. Both. Thank you, Lisa. Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye
1: bye. Very knowledgeable that, Lisa. Yep. Sounds like a very fun fest. I wish we could go.
2: I know. Maybe we can uh, make it happen for next year.
1: Hopefully for next year, but not this year. We have other things to do. Um, but it sounds like a great festival. Go check them out on their site and uh, get your butt up to Napa Valley, especially if you're coming from like Seattle or Montana, someplace cold and icky.
2: Go drink some wine.
1: Another warm place to go and eat and drink is Palm Desert. And in three weeks, March 21st to March 23rd, we're going to be doing a remote broadcast of our show from the Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival.
2: And I'm really looking forward to that because the chefs that are going to this event sound incredible. Incredible.
1: Great lineup. There's a big James Beard luncheon on Friday and then full tasting and wine drinking Saturday and Sunday.
2: I'm going to be fasting a week before so I can eat and drink everything. I'm so happy it falls on my birthday month.
1: Let's learn more about it from the guy in charge, Tony Marchese. Tony Marchese, welcome to A Fork on the Road.
2: Hi, Tony. Hi, Thank you
1: very much. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm very excited. Um,
2: we are the, both very excited. Yeah, At
1: the end of March, we're going to be coming out to Palm Desert for the Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival. We're going to be doing a live broadcast from your event, and we are going to be soaking up the sun and the wine and the food and the fun at the Purple Room. We're all excited, so we want to tell people all about it. This is a This is a huge event in the Valley of the Sun, right?
4: It is. It's, it's become one of the largest uh, food and wine festivals in this part of the country. So we're real excited about it. We expect about 4,000 people in attendance this year.
1: Oh, that's great. And perfect time of the year to do it, too, because everywhere else, it doesn't sound, you're not a, you weren't born and raised in Palm Desert. were you? Oh, talking? no. I'm from Chicago, where it's been really oh, snowy oh. all winter. So am I. I'm from Chicago, too. I was just going to say, this is a great reason for people to come out from the
2: From the cold, from, from the, from the, the Midwest. snow, if you can get out of the snow.
1: Right. We actually have two
4: uh, two chefs coming from Chicago, so they're looking forward to their warm weekend. Who's coming? Uh, Gail Gann. She's a James Beard Award-winning pastry chef, mm-hmm. and uh, she just opened a new restaurant called uh, Spritz Burger in Chicago. And the Hardy Boys, which had the, they were winners of the Food Network star, Ian uh, Smith, and S- they also have a catering business in Chicago called the Hardy Boys, and they actually just partnered up with Gail Gann and Spritz Burger in Chicago, so they're excited about it. They have a new book out. I think the last six or eight months, it's a book on cocktails, so they're doing some cocktail demonstrations.
1: Perfect. Well, it's it sounds like a fantastic festival. Let's let's go through it piece by piece because you have a really. It starts with a really cool VIP event on Friday afternoon, which is the James Beard Luncheon. This is a four course gourmet luncheon, right? Is this a separate mm. ticket? It is. It is a
4: separate ticket. It's. Uh, It is a four-course gourmet luncheon. It's a a James Beard luncheon. All the chefs are uh, either affiliated or or is a James Beard uh, chef. Uh, David LaFrey, Brooke Williamson, Matthew Arcarino, and Gail Gann are the four chefs. uh, We'll be featuring at the luncheon. And there'll be four different wineries. Right now, we know two Australian wineries will be featured there. And we'll have an auction. And uh, Lincoln is actually this year... um, a sponsor. They're actually going to be doing test drives right before the luncheon, We're getting at something new that we're it's better doing. Better than
2: yeah, after maybe. the luncheon, David. <laughs> test drive, <laughs> Tony. Test drive and, and, and drink. No,
1: you 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 <laughs> test drive then so you, you test drink.
2: Test drink and okay, so you <laughs> test drive then you test drink.
1: Right, that's right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's you know. There's a lot of great wines coming out of Australia and Chile nowadays.
4: There is, there is, and there we'll probably have. I think, at the grand tasting, we should have at least four to six different Australian wineries. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. so this this happens
1: from eleven thirty to two thirty p.m. on Friday, and then is that the only festival event for Friday? Oh uh, yes, that is. So you're going to be turning, you're going to be turning thousands of people loose on Palm Desert, hammered at three <laughs> o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Let we'll it the big traffic.
4: credit cards, they'll go shopping on El Paseo. It's just the idea.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then
4: where is the event taking place? Um, the the you know, weekend the, event. The weekend event is in a big white tent on Larkspur Avenue, which is uh, El Paseo Larkspur, which is right next to the. Apple sales Shopping. Um, it's huge, three huge tents. Uh, it grow, it's growing and growing every year. And it's right there. So there's Apple Park, Parking right behind, near Saks, right across the street. And uh, this year we're featuring 50, dining, 50 restaurants and about 70 premium wines and champagnes and spirits.
1: Wow. And people buy, like, an entry ticket to get in and then they all they can eat and all they can drink? They do. It's one entrance fee. Uh,
4: and it's, it's samplings of all the wines and the beers and the food. And the chef demonstrations, you know, this year we have uh, a hot ticket right now in L.A. and your town is Roy Choi. We're very excited about having him. He'll be here doing a cooking demonstration, I believe, on Sunday and uh, many others.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be on stage uh, emceeing uh, all those chefs. It's always fun to work with different chefs from around the country because some of them, especially some of the newer ones, are not uh, necessarily always comfortable on stage. So they it's kind of be a little shy. It's fun to play with them a little bit and kind yeah. of loosen them up a little bit. And
2: it's great to see them when they talk about their food. They're completely different. They so excited. Yeah, they, they're so passionate about what they do and about their food that um, I think that helps to bring them out of their shell a little bit.
1: And I think people like to see the people that are innovating in the culinary space. You know, these these it's become such a uh, brand the yeah. last 10 years of
2: Now chefs actually have groupies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You are what you eat. Well that <laughs> No comment. Tony's a Chicago guy. He's tracking with me, right? Tony? Oh, really? Um, so the event is Saturday and Sunday from what eleven to four every day? Every
4: day? Yeah, Saturday is eleven to four, Sunday is twelve to five. Okay. And there'll be the chefs are, are scattered throughout the days on both days. Sunday, we're feeding all three, all four of the crafted beers, which is new for us this year. We're including crafted beers this year because crafted beers are becoming such a, a specialty. It's just like a fine wine. Now they have the, all these fine crafted beers. So we're excited. We have three local breweries, actually, here right in our valley alone. And then we have... Um, have
1: Goose, someone from Goose Island on Saturday, right? Yeah, you have we have Marquino. Goose Island,
4: La Quinta, and Babe's Brewery. We're excited to have all three of them. Wow.
1: Now, and for people that have not been to palm desert or palm springs it's really a great area you, you you're out of the la basin you're out of the smog of la you come down into the the is it Perfect the mojave weather. desert what desert is it? uh uh
4: mojave is no that's towards uh, las vegas
1: so this is like so death we, valley what's the what's the desert the big desert past you guys
2: you know, from Chicago. It's Palm Desert. It's Palm, De- it's Palm a- Desert. Yeah, it's where Sinatra
1: <laughs> used to live. Bob Hope used to live there. The things, uh, yeah, the a lot of the boys. <laughs> they did. A lot of the boys
4: still, uh, there's still houses still here that they use as celebrity tours and stuff like that. And uh, But uh, but no, Palm Desert is, uh, Palm Springs is a great community as well as Palm Desert. It's The weather's awesome. Like today it's 80, you'll be 65 at night and it'll oh, be the oh, same that way in March.
2: Perfect weather.
4: Uh, yeah, you can't beat the weather. There's some great restaurants outside of the... You know, outside of eating all day and drinking all day, you can, there's some great restaurants in Down Valley, and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so it's 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 over the last or ten years, it's grown immensely with wonderful restaurants and things to do, and there's always so much stuff to do.
1: Yeah, let's talk about nightlife. So, you people are going to be coming in from out of town. What, do you know what the split is between out of town people and locals that come to the, the event? The, we get a good, we get about well,
4: 50-50, I think. We're, we're, we're looking at fifty-fifty. We get you know, Orange County, San Diego, Los Angeles. They all come in because um, the week before that in Palm Desert is Fashion Week, where there's a huge event. So we're at the tail end of Fashion Week, so there's a lot of people that come in for the whole ten days of the of the festival.
1: Wow, that's great. That's, great. that's so you, you you do this during the day. You wake up, you have your wine, you goof around till four or five o'clock. Then Palm Desert and Palm Springs has a great nightlife there are lots of great restaurants i want to talk about people
2: are very friendly it's very dog friendly too if you take your pet with you our friend runs
1: a a dog adoption agency Mm -hmm. out there i want to talk about the purple room i know you're involved with the purple room it looks like kind of a throwback rat packy type of joint please tell me that that's true
4: it was built in 1960 and um we brought it back it would be the modern day Purple room, and uh, it is one of the two places left that the Rat Pack actually hung out with Frank Sinatra. Actually, got engaged to Barbara there, and it's a fun new addition to the desert. About three, years old, and uh, it's been a fun little adventure.
1: And is there live entertainment there every night, or is it is six it a nights music? a week? And on the weekends, we have
4: more of a uh, after nine o'clock, more of a band, and there's dancing and uh,
1: what kind of music?
4: <laughs> oh, we depending on the night. Some nights is jazz. We have a late Thursday night group that does Latin call it latency it's really cool um the Gan band which plays on the weekends is more like they call themselves the desert hipsters so it's 50s 60s 70s motown it's a little bit of everything it's a lot of fun
1: boy it sounds boy, great, sounds
4: great. we'll be featuring one of that the you we're also you
2: doing some comedy?
1: comedy there is we are doing a comedy in march <laughs> <laughs> is it a one-time <laughs> thing or you do comedy every night as well? once a month and is it local people doing comedy in Palm Springs or are these comedians coming in from elsewhere? Uh, uh, I think mostly the LA market actually. Oh, all right. So you're getting some good comedians. I, I could see why, you know, you get out of yeah. LA for a weekend, you come out you do some comedy and sleep by the pool during the day. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> so who is your favorite chef that you have booked? Cause you've got, you, yeah, I'm looking you for amazing the program people. here. There's tons of them coming.
2: Yeah, I'm already, uh, they're all, I want to go see.
4: You know, I'm excited to meet uh, the fabulous Beekman Boys, only because of how their notoriety and their, uh, they've become such a, a name for themselves, but their, cook, their cooking show on the Cooking Channel and they're like such a marketing brewer. It's, I'm excited to meet them. Uh, Gail Gann, we met years ago in Chicago and in, in a number of her restaurants, and I'm awesome. I'm excited to see her again, but there's, I can't, they're all really great chefs. I mean, Ari Tamor, his restaurant, um, Alama, is named Bon Appetit's best new restaurant 2013. How is that going to happen? Isn't that awesome?
1: Wow. wow! And these all these people are all going to be cooking at your festival. People will be able to walk up and eat for for the admission fee. They eat as much as they want of every restaurant. Wow!
4: Of all the restaurants, the. The, the chefs that will be doing uh, taste uh, demonstrations, they will have enough for who's you know on the floor with them mm-hmm. as a taste test.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, is Julie is to the, rest- um, the chocolate therapist? Is chocolate she doing, therapist. A, uh, doing a demonstration? Yes, a chocolate she, demonstration?
4: She is doing a chocolate. She's actually doing part of the brand tasting as well. So you'll Ooh, be able to taste her chocolate. I'm
2: looking forward to that. <laughs> and she, and actually, Valerie, she can make.
4: Oh, yeah. I was talking to her the other day. She was great. Valerie Gordon who's Valerie Confections in Los Angeles is coming as well, and we're excited to have her at another confectionary.
0: Well, it sounds like
1: two action-packed days, Saturday and Sunday. You've got the people under the tent just kind of walking around and drinking wine and eating, and then every hour, it looks like, a different chef on the cooking stage doing a cooking demo. So you can come down, you can learn how to make these great Proprietary recipes. If you
2: can remember, because you're just drinking. You got,
1: uh, yeah, you got to take notes. You can't remember. You won't remember anything when the weekend's over. Hopefully, they'll have. You'll wake up books with bruises and weekend. stuff written on your or face, and you won't they know why. They have book signings. Right, and you also learn what pairs with what. Right, you know, yes. certain wines will go better with certain foods. It's a great way to not only expose yourself to these chefs that are creating the new cuisine, but take some tricks home to practice for yourself. What all another
4: chocolate. Not only do we have chefs from you know other cities, but some of our best restaurants are participating this year. I mean, we've we've grown over the years to have so many great restaurants. Johannes is in Palm Springs, an awesome restaurant. Copley's on Palm Canyon, which is uh, right down the street from our other restaurant. We, uh, Fig is a brand new restaurant this year. Fig Mediterranean has an awesome name and uh, they're participating this year. So we're excited to have a lot of new local restaurants participating as well.
1: It sounds fantastic, Tony. How did you get roped into doing this, you personally?
4: <laughs> uh, exactly, it was roped into. <laughs>
1: uh,
4: I was asked Palm Street's Life to kind of help them, and it's been a fun adventure, and it's, uh, there's a lot more work to do over the next three weeks, so by the time you see me, I'm hair, I'll be more great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, the event is the Palm Desert Food and Wine Show, and it takes place the 21st of March, which is the VIP James Beard Four Course Dinner. Uh, Friday afternoon, then Saturday and Sunday all day. Sunday from eleven to four, and Saturday from twelve to five. The grand tasting under the tent. You eat and you drink and you schmooze and you hubbub to your heart's content. How much are tickets? Uh, Tickets are seventy-five dollars. That's a bargain.
0: Yeah, for for
2: all that wine per day, fantastic wine and all the food and and the chefs making delicious things for you. It's phenomenal.
4: uh, you can uh, get tickets online at www.palmdesertfoodandwine.com or the phone number is one 888
1: 4253 888-718-4253 or Palm Desert Food and Wine. And you got to come and visit us. I know we get lots of uh, emails and phone calls every week. People want to know when we're going to start doing live events again. We do, We were doing them last year and then during the winter we really... We hibernated. Yeah, we don't want to go go to Chicago and do a thing like this in November. So now that spring's coming, we'll be traveling a lot. We're going to be at the um, Jazz Festival in New Orleans at the end of April. And this is our big kickoff uh, remote broadcast for the year. We're going to be at the Food and Wine Festival in Palm Desert all weekend long, March 21st to 23rd. Come out and say hi. We're going to be interviewing some of these chefs on our show. Mm -hmm. We're going to be drinking and eating and carousing like the Rat Pack. (laughs) (laughs) Like the rat maybe that weekend, baby, you'll know your place. Like the women. Like the women in the rat pick. They knew their place. Yeah,
2: I knew my place. Shirley McLean. Right (laughs) next (laughs) to the chocolate booth.
1: Shirley McLean never shot off her mouth unless you check with Frank first. Am I right, Tony? I am not Shirley McLean. That's true, you're not. But you have the same beautiful natural red hair. (laughs) (laughs) Tony, we can't wait to get out there. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I know you got a lot of work to do between now and then. But we'll see you in Palm Desert in uh, three weeks. Wonderful. Thanks so much for having me. I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks, and we're going to have a lot of fun. We will. That's Tony Marchese from the Food and Wine Festival in Palm Desert. The website is Palm Desert with one S, because it's not a dessert. palmdesertfoodandwine.com I cannot wait. That sounds like so much fun.
2: It does. And uh, we're going to have to wait three weeks.
1: I know. But we'll be there March 21st, the 23rd, doing a remote broadcast uh, in front of a live audience. We did that in Hawaii. That was a blast. We'll be able to do it again from Palm Desert. So come out and visit us.
2: Yeah, come out and say hello. We're going to be there.
1: It'll be a fun time. And if you're traveling, I know you're going to need to plug your stuff in. Our next guest is a young man who had a great idea when he was just in high school and has turned it into quite a tidy sum and a really cool product that I think every single traveler in the world could use it's called The Power Pivot. Let's talk to the inventor.
5: Jake Zine, welcome to A Fork on the Road. Hi, Jake. Hi, hi there. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. You may
1: be our first, I think you're our first inventor that we've ever had on the show. Was the the pivot power, is this your first invention?
5: Um, Certainly the first one that has uh, kind of made it to this level. I mean, I... Um, I feel I should stop you right there and give credit to Quirky because, and the community, because uh, it's the invention process here is unique. And uh, though they, you know, inventor sort of to Quirky does not, you know, don't think of me as like Eli Whitney with the cotton gin, even though, to my understanding, even his story is not so. uh, You know, the the truth is that there is no such thing as like the Eureka. I'm not, except for Ben Franklin, maybe there aren't people out there who just like. Do amazing inventions all the time, totally by themselves. And uh, this was definitely not a case of that. But I'm certainly proud to have had the, you know, the original idea. And um, I'm just the whole experience has been sort of endlessly, uh, like, gratifying and um, surprising. And it's yeah.
0: Let's well
1: let's talk about Quirky now. now, Before we do that, Pivot Power. It's a it's a
2: search protector.
1: Well, no, it's a search protector. It's also a uh, it's a place where you can plug in four or five or six different electronic things. But you know how sometimes when you have an adapter or a big boxy thing, you can't plug it into a straight one? This thing snakes <laughs> and bends and moves so that you can connect. You can use all the holes on the pivot power. So it's, it's very... Um, useful, very utilitarian, and it's being marketed and I guess invented through a website called Quirky. Explain to people what Quirky is, because it's relatively new.
5: Right, right. So Quirky is, um, is a company that is based here in New York as well, and they are sort of a product development company, um, but in the most kind of new way possible. And they're, I mean, calling them a product development company is a little, that's a little small for them. What they do is, they, their mission is to make invention accessible, and um, they do that by having this sort of internet uh, social process through which anybody can come up with an idea, and the community of people who participate on the website, um, which is like anybody who signs up for an account, you know, it's just a social media product um, in that sense. Anybody who goes on the site can contribute to the development of the product by commenting and voting on things like the color and the name, and anybody can suggest sort of ideas all the but way. But don't they own the, it after? Um, yeah, and so that's the amazing part is that um, everybody who contributes receives like a little piece of the pie, and the way that the way that works is like thirty cents on the dollar to every quirky pr- that is spent on every quirky product is returned to that whole group of people, and the amount you know the chunk you get of that piece which is returned um the size of your chunk is determined by how active you are in the product development so like so if you for
1: all the uh armstra- or, or armchair inventors that have these ideas that they don't know how to get to market they don't know how to make quirky might be a good alternative you take it you put it online and then other people can kind of tweak and twerk your idea and then when you get it just right <laughs> quirky starts to market it and then you, you you get some money I understand you are like you're the king of quirky inventors so far right
5: yeah I mean you guys are giving me the perfect segue into sort of the way I came up with the idea um, which is really just you had the perfect intro before it was out of frustration I mean people say necessity is the mother of invention like everyone's heard that but I think that kind of annoyance is like the seed of necessity because mm-hmm. It isn't until, you know, something starts to feel, uh, like you can't ignore it, that it, you know, when, once you stop being able to ignore a problem, only then does it seem necessary to invent a solution.
0: Right. And,
5: exactly. um, yeah. And so in this case, I was, uh, 16 and I had just sort of spent one too many minutes like fiddling around under the desk with all the damn plugs and like, you know, I've always been into technology and so I've had a lot of things to plug in and, um, Man, I just like kind of threw my hands in the air, which maybe I like banged them on the uh, part of the desk <laughs> up top, and, uh, <laughs> and just said, like, Damn, I wish I could just stretch this thing and make them all fit. And then I thought, like, Well, how hard would that really be? Mm-hmm. So I started kind of working on um, the idea, and it was just in the back of my mind, I think. And then when I went to a summer program at RISD, while I was in high school. I did end up going to college at RISD. This is Rhode Island School of Design, if you're not aware of the acronym. Um, ah, yeah, that's good, um, because otherwise you have no idea what the hell I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was at a summer program there where I was sort of had a what it's like to be a RISD student experience, and um, you pick a major, and there's finals, and it's six weeks, and it's really fun and really hard. And I picked industrial design because I thought that's what I wanted to do. And um, boy, did you. My final. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my final product or my final project was this idea of a power strip that could be like um, sort of telescoped and rotated in order to always accommodate plugs of any size. Because, for God's sakes, we just, I thought that problem was so annoying. I had to fix it. And um, I, it was a good project. Later, I submitted. I kept kind of working on it in my spare time, and I was um, working with a family friend who's an intellectual property judge, actually. So he's a patent expert. Uh, we were looking to see whether anyone had patented this, and kind of the answer was no. So before we knew about Quirky, his um, his best advice to me as an expert was secure, you know, a couple of patents on this, which is like a huge upfront investment, mm-hmm. and then go try to like sell that. To um, sell the intellectual property to a company that makes products like um, power strips already. So
1: how does Quirky protect uh, your idea? If if you take the idea to Quirky and you haven't
5: patented it yet, uh, right? How does that work? They so that's people ask me that all the time. And um, you know, it, should I worry that my idea will be like stolen if I put it up there? is Isn't Quirky just gonna sort of intellectual property like hoard everything and? Um, I mean, I think basically know if they don't pick your idea, then they don't have anything. It isn't until they start working on it that they start to own things and uh, eventually they do assume the intellectual property, but the thing is if you have a patent in the first place, then like they have to get it from you. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't, like in my case I never got the patents, and they wound up taking a couple out for me and my name is on them. So I mean, it's they give me all that money too. And, uh, it really is, as I said, surprising and gratifying, just through and through.
1: Interesting, because I've had a couple ideas for some inventions along the way, and I've built them in my garage. And then, it, the, and my my brother is an intellectual property lawyer. And you're right; it's difficult yes. to get the the patent and all, go through all of that stuff, and then to have it manufactured yeah. in China someplace. It's a big pain in the right. ass, and I've just kind of dropped it.
2: But see, now right, you have a great way to go back to those ideas and see if the quirky community agrees.
1: Mm-hmm. so you yeah, t- you yeah. submit your idea to quirky and then so at right. that point you're giving up some of your ownership and some of your rights and then they kind of tweak it
5: no no right only if they only if they pick it because what happens is the whole, like, the whole community like bubbles up the ideas yeah and then quirky every week picks from the top ideas that the community likes and they have a panel which you can go watch like a tv show on their website mm-hmm. and everybody's like happier and talking about all the ideas and uh it's really fun. And then every week, they pick a few that they're going to start working on. And eventually, if they like make it through everything, you know everybody is contributing. And then eventually finally, there's a real product on the shelf, in my case, in less than a year, wow. which is pretty impressive because the company was like 12 people, little did I know. Wow. And uh, wow. none of them were electrical engineers. So yeah. they scaled big time in order to make that product happen.
1: And they do the production for you as well?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. You know, that's the other thing people ask a lot is like well I did the math and you're getting stiff and I'm like first of all I never you know the money to me is an amazing just sort of thing that I am not thinking about because it uh you know all I ever wanted was to solve that problem with the plugs <laughs> and that yeah. is the best you just thing wanted a seriously flexible like i surge I'm never protector. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so happy to like have and hold this idea that I had really been it really kept me up at night thinking like this idea is good and I have to do something with it. Well, By also, the way, the same
2: think about no, no, it. Go for the, it. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead while you to say
5: no, no, no. I was, I was saying go ahead
2: to you. <laughs> oh, I was going to say somebody else probably had the idea, never did anything about it. Because, you know, when people have an idea, you kind of if you wait long enough, somebody else will have the yeah. idea and you'll see it on television oh, yeah. later on. So you know that that other yeah. person is kicking themselves in the butt saying I should have done uh, that.
5: That poor person. <laughs> um, yeah, but you follow I guess through, through with it, a... which is really well,
2: what quirky. That that's when they come in because they help you follow through with this idea that you had, and they actually made it happen for you. So yeah, the money's a really nice incentive. Here's my idea. Give and me again,
1: for travelers, I can't tell you how great this product is because you don't want to be traveling with <laughs> a, so a, a big out. long surge protector or an extension cord. This is great because it curls up. You throw it in your bag with all your other, you know, your camera your uh, computer whatever and then you unfurl it on the hotel and boom you're good to go i think it's it's very yeah because a lot of the
2: times when you and i travel you you well, we hug have cameras all... to charge yeah. we
1: have phones we have but you
2: hog all the electrical stuff
1: as i've told you baby since we're married <laughs> electricity is mine you get steam <laughs> actually, power i get electricity
2: actually it was tesla's but that's fine
1: oh here we go with the tesla she's a tesla groupie
2: it's not a groupie mm-hmm. yes, an enthusiast. You're a test- you can't be a groupie, he's not alive.
1: Well, you could it'd be a creepy groupie, but you creepy. could be one.
2: I'm a creepy. I'll,
1: I'll also I'll sign off on enthusiast, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, So what's your next idea? Are you are you incubating another industrial uh, design genius? Do you want to go work for Apple? What's chapter two?
5: Well, I'd love to work for Apple, but honestly, I never ended up studying industrial design. I I discovered that I was much more interested in um making the way things work and less interested in making like the form of the object and I know industrial design runs deep and it goes through both but I studied graphic design instead and now I do user experience design which is like that doesn't mean anything. I do you know basically design for software and uh, a lot of um, web design and um, a lot of programming and I'm finding that to be extremely rewarding so like I'm not gestating some massive product like next big hit. But I am no, inventing a lot of loose stuff. Every day. You're good. Well, I mean, it's just such a surprise, like I said. And, um, but once again, best thing ever, that I never have to deal with the plugs anymore. Wow. <laughs> right. Forget the money. Forget the, pa- <laughs> it's, the patent. And, just, it's and, just like one headache is done. Yeah, well, and I mean, I can't overstate how amazing the experience was with Quirky. They really listened to lots of little details I had, too. I mean, like, things that I wanted to see happen with the product, they they took my advice, or they, I mean, they, not advice. I mean, like, they, you know, my voice was part of the development of the product. It isn't like they whisk away your idea and come back and go, here it is. I mean, everyone's involved. They really, it's like this collaborative kind of evolution of your idea, and that's another big takeaway from this for me is that, no one person can ever have the idea, the whole idea. I mean, what they do, like I, I was saying before, when people um, suggest that I'm not uh, being fairly compensated, I refer them to the enormous effort required to bring any product to market, mm-hmm. especially this one, which in less than a year. But, I mean, the thing is, there are so many factors that require so many levels of it, like just deep expertise across so many disciplines. And um, in order to just bring any products to market and the fact that, you know, they are doing all of that and marketing and distribution. Like, sure, I could have tried the Kickstarter route, but if I got two million bucks, I wouldn't have known how the hell to spend it. And right. like, that's not going to get me a manufacturer in China. And you it's always not need a
2: team to work with. Like in this,
5: it sounds like the yeah, perfect yeah.
1: combination of uh, hippie, socialist commune and bald faced capitalism.
5: Yeah, honestly, that's like exactly it. And the CEO is this kind of boisterous guy who is very, I would say, totally embodies that um, that para- like paradox. <laughs> that's
2: awesome.
1: <laughs> well, Jake, it was great yeah. talking to you. Congratulations on the Pivot Power. You can find it. It's only being sold through Quirky, or it's or, or it's sold in stores as well.
5: Oh yeah. Well, that no, that's the best thing of Quirky. They sell it at Bed Bath and Beyond and Target, and I mean, you can uh, you can definitely get one on Quirky.com and. Um, I recommend that because they have lots of other awesome products. Do you ever like, take girlfriend shopping
1: cool. and just take them to Bed Bath and Beyond and just kind of
5: sidle up to the outlet? Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, I hey, did that. I did that. Who's that handsome guy on the back, the, idea, the, guy the back of the box? My idea. Who's the guy on the back of the box. Yeah, no, that was the other thing I never ever super imagined would happen. They put your face on it. Like, oh my god, it's uh, it's just, it's, it's silly. It's funny. <laughs> and as we know, chicks dig um, electricity. That's right. Uh, yeah, the like electric touch. Well,
1: Jake, thank you so much for joining us. The product is called the thank Pivot you guys Power. So much. It's marketed through Quirky, or you can go to Bed, Bath, and Beyond Target. If you are tra- if you are a traveler, and I know you are if you're listening to the show, you need one of these, and you'll stop banging your head against the wall uh, just Every like Jake did. you go to did. a yeah.
2: hotel, it has one electrical outlet, and your husband hogs it.
1: Whatever. Thanks, Jake. Power <laughs> up, my friend. Thank you guys Bye, so Jake. much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Very humble.
2: Yeah. Sharp kid. Cool guy. Cool guy.
1: And inventive. Although, I wish he would invent more things. It sounds I know. like I think he's, he's a done. one and done. He's
2: done. I don't think he wants to go through that again. What
1: if Edison had had that frame of mind or Tesla or, or. Yeah,
2: don't bring up Edison without bringing up Tesla.
1: Oh, baby, please.
2: Please don't. Let's not go there. Every time somebody mentions Edison, I have to say Tesla three times. Tesla, Tesla, Tesla.
1: That's like Beetlejuice. You click your heels three times, <laughs> you can bring it back from the dead. Uh, So that's a pretty good show. We talked about the uh, Cab Fest up in Northern California, and we talked about our upcoming visit to the Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival at the end of March, and we learned a little something about how inventing works with Quirky and our buddy Jake Zion. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with more travel tips, insights, fun things to do you can reach us between now and then on our phone box which is 424-250-FORK F-O-R-K. you can also visit us on our website which is
2: aforkontheroadshow.com so
1: until then I'm Mark Carlo and
2: I'm Danny Alvarez
1: and we'll see you
2: on Fork on the Road
0: Jimmy, Jimmy Jimmy Woo breaking down the car sound trying to find a groove impossible to block it in but you make it move bad cats with all the phone can play but do good Jimmy Jimmy, Jimmy 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 Woo he got a cookie in his pocket just like you think he should